Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome back to another episode of Single Sounds. I'm your host Katie Mack and if you are single and looking for a date, you've come to the right place. If you are a lady who is looking for a man in uniform, this character could very much be for you. I loved his charm and sincerity, so welcome to Single Sounds. Actually, I'm not going to be able to do this without singing. Honestly, any excuse for singing on this podcast I seem to take. (laughs) So, welcome to Single Sounds, the one with the sound of the police. Thank you for having me on the podcast. You're very welcome. So let's start with your profile, who, what, where. So who are you sexually attracted to? Oh, I'm sexually attracted to women. Yeah, not much else to say on that. (laughs) It's just easy. (laughs) One word. And what are you looking for? Yeah, so in terms of what I'd say, the main thing for me is just somebody understanding, which sounds a bit odd at first, but I think Mm. so for work, I'm a police officer, which some people have a rough ride of understanding at some points, but also just in terms of like, it can be a very demanding job at times, both in terms of like shift work and also like very demanding in terms of not just that side of things, but like mentally, emotionally, like Mm. somebody that's understanding of that. And like when you get home, you can just either talk about it or not talk about it and just understanding that. And then understanding on another way that I'm just quite a weird bloke sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like somebody that understands me, my sense of humour, everything like that. And like, as you get to know me and my, my mates, just like not being surprised if we just sit around in a circle quoting our own command for 10 minutes like understanding that is something that we do outside of that like don't really have any thing that specific in terms of like height or age wise so 27 six foot two so oh perfect yeah exactly i know it's it's a weird thing like i don't need to think about it but i realize a lot of people do and i I find it so unfair that there's this weird currency placed on men's height Mm. and there's nothing you can do about it but thankfully it's not something i need to worry about too much but yeah and then age wise probably like 23 to 30, 31 ish. I wouldn't have an issue dating somebody older than me. Okay, yeah, but, interesting. Yeah, so. Fair enough. Is there any reason, or you just think maybe a mature woman's for you? <laughs> I mean, I can be very immature at times. I've just said that I quote a film from 16 years ago on a regular basis. Um, but <laughs> I don't, I think it's unfair just to rule somebody out based on their age and experiences and everything. I think, like, it's one of those things when you know, you know. And, like, in terms of looks as well, I find, like, a what, like, wide variety of women attractive mm. which i think is nice it just means walking along the street is a lot more pleasant sometimes <laughs> um, <laughs> admiring everybody yeah so that and i think it's just a lot more important that you get on with somebody yeah. and you find like people funny and you like have more of an emotional connection you're attracted to that character and i genuinely have had it before where you get talking to somebody and obviously you think you might find them attractive but mm. after a while you're just like they can become so much more visibly attractive when you are attracted to their Definitely. character and on the flip side as well like if someone's a massive bitch like they might be really good looking but after a while it's like yeah it wears off doesn't it and finally where where so i live in southwest london in clapham just Classic. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well done. Original. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so more than happy to have somebody who's in around the southwest area or West London. Would want to keep it within London. Would be happy to travel to North or East. I would actually 
move away from South East London just because that's where I work. And so mm. I spend a lot of time there. Not that I'm suggesting that anybody who listens to this podcast or that I might want to go on a date with is going to be somebody that I've arrested. But <laughs> <laughs> It could be really awkward though if you just see them on the street, I well, guess. That, yeah, yeah. And that's saying I have had it where I've been like in a pub in South East London and seen out and seen somebody outside on the street that I have met in a work capacity. And thankfully they didn't come into the pub. I just had to stay in there just like staring at the floor. But that's just not an ag that I need in my life. No. Um, whereas I feel like God. the criminals of South East London aren't hanging out in West London. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> they can stay there. <laughs> you, or you can stay here. Yeah, funny. So let me know your two truths and a lie. Okay, so... I've made coffee for Roger Federer. Okay. I've got a metal plate in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I recently got a motorbike license. Oh, okay. First one, Roger Federer, coffee. Now, normally the celebrity ones, I'm like, that's clearly the lie. Okay. But I know someone else that's had a similar interaction because they worked at Wimbledon. Right, okay. And I feel like maybe you could have done that, you know. The motorcycle one, I was like, wow. that I, w- I really was like, that's cool. And I didn't expect that. But now I know your job. I'm kind of thinking, was it for the job? And the second one, metal plate and shoulder. Hmm, I'm not sure about that one. No, I'm going to go the motorbike's the lie. It is, unfortunately. Yes. Although... I, <laughs> love it when I get it right. <laughs> I would love to get one. I'm not sure... It would be one of those things I have to do it and then turn up at home on a motorbike and retrospectively tell my mum because I don't think yeah. she'd be too keen. But yeah, the other two are true. And you're right, yeah, Wimbledon is how I did it. So I worked, oh, really? worked oh, in yeah. the player's restaurant. Yeah, um, she was really similar. It was like she gave him a towel or something. <laughs> But yeah, he loves a double espresso before every match. Oh, you got the key inside. Yeah. Did you actually speak to him? He'd come up and just be like, double espresso, please. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, I did manage to get quite a few fun stories from working there because I was like, where all the players are. And so you have a little insight and you're like, what you see what they're like a lot more. So like, Andy Murray, for example, I love Andy Murray, I always have. Mm. But when you see him like not being filmed or not playing tennis, he's actually like, constantly just like having a laugh with his mates which i thought was really oh, really? really cool and also with the other ones like a lot of their friends who they would have come in like their famous friends would just come up to our restaurant instead of into like there were loads of other like nicer places they could have eaten but they just want to hang out with their professional tennis player mates so we had like bradley keeper come up because no he's really good mates with the roger federer that's cool i've got a good good bradley keeper story but i'll, I'll save that if save i get that. a date <laughs> save that for the date love it what is your moan of the moment? This is a big moan of this moment. It's been ongoing for a while. Is it current? current it is very current okay. and I don't see it coming to an end anytime soon. And okay. as somebody who's a big fan of transport, you might not like this. Okay. I hate Euston Station. <laughs> I cannot stand it. It's it, being refurbished. Yeah, it's been getting refurbished for about five fucking years. Oh, these things take time. <laughs> but it annoys me. It's... Like, all the other big stations in London are nice. I constantly feel like the ceilings are so low. Not yeah, like... Yeah, no, they are. They're still, like... It's like a... 10 metres high. Yeah. But it feels like you're ducking down the whole time. Despite having about 30 platforms, only one train goes every half an hour. They only tell you about the train that's leaving about two minutes before. Everybody runs to that train. That so it's like the great British public at its very worst. And... I just hate, and also the places that it goes are just. I mean, I've gone to some lovely places out <laughs> yeah, of Houston. Careful, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Even know just where it like, goes. yeah, it goes to it goes 
north and west oh, mostly, yeah. so like Birmingham, Liverpool, Manchester. Mm. So I've gone for a weekend at Manchester, which also means on the flip side, when I'm coming back from these weekends away, I'm a bit hungover and it's Sunday, you've got like Sunday scaries and you have to walk through Eastern Station, it just makes me feel sick. <laughs> but I, I was there the other day and I accidentally, like, it wasn't my train, thankfully, but they announced it. Everybody goes running and I accidentally said out loud, oh, I fucking hate people. And this old woman was stood next to me and looked like shocked and I had to apologise to her. Oh, you actually like, apologised? You can see why though, because like, there's yeah. these people like sprinting, like pushing children out the way. Oh my goodness. No, it is, it's a really ugly station. Do you know what's really upsetting as well is if you look at pictures of what it used to look like before they turned it into a cube? It was beautiful. I'm not sure I could do it. No. It had, like, really nice statues outside, like, columns. It was honestly stunning. Mm. And they completely wrecked it, put this big black cube on top. But especially when you've got, like, St Pancras, gorgeous-looking station. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Any time I go up to Nottingham, wonderful. It's a lovely experience. Walk yeah. through. It's because they uh, preserve the, like, yeah. the, the nice bit. Though. And Euston, honestly, used to be really nice. I feel like putting a complaint to Network Rail. <laughs> well, have you seen the pictures of what it's going to look like? I have, and it's still not good. Some things can't be <laughs> undone. awful. <laughs> I think it looks really cool. It's like a giant gold shell. No? You don't like no, it? No, it won't be. It just still it's, will be terrible. The damage has been done. <laughs> still a black cube forever. Okay, moving on to your best dating story. So best in terms of definitely funniest. Okay. It was quite a recent one. Well, I have, I've got a catalogue of terrible dating stories. that. Oh, you document them? No, no, I, oh, sh- I should start writing them down. Really should. I, should do, I could do like a it's male spreadsheet. version of everything I've learned about love. <laughs> I actually read it. You read that book? I read it, yeah, because... Um, no way. I've got this, if somebody gives me a book... I love that book. If somebody recommends a book to me, I'll just be like, oh, I have to read it because you've thought about me and given this to me. So I feel like that's a really sweet thing to do. So I feel obliged to read it. Oh. I was really sceptical. I was like, I can't be seen on the tube reading this. <laughs> But anyway, I was like, I'll give it a go anyway. Dolly's biggest Literally, fan. two pages in, I was like laughing out loud. I was like, I, I love this book. I'm fully yeah. on board. And then I was like, to be fair, I'm not far off being able to do like the male equivalent. You should. Could throw it. And I was I'd like, read it. I could write a book that could be like a little cross section of everything I've learned about love. And this is going to, going to hurt. You know, the doctor oh, one. yeah, yeah. It could be like police stories and awful dating stories. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> Amazing. But one in particular that was very funny was I had a date recently and we went to a really nice wine bar in Tooting called Unwind, which is in the market. Okay. We'd really recommend it. And we're there and having a lovely time, get through the first bottle and we're like, oh, that awkward, like, do we leave? Do we get another drink? And she was like, oh, yeah, well, should we just get the same again? So, right, yeah, cool. Just asked the second bottle and she's gone to the toilet. And normally I'm really good at, like, would agree with anybody that thinks this as well. You shouldn't be looking at your phone on a date unless I'm showing you cute pictures of my dog. Yeah. Phone stays in the pocket until the other person goes to the toilet. Then you, you check in with your mates yeah. so they know how it's going. <laughs> Love, uh, yeah. Love that. But also, you know they're doing that as well. So I get yeah. back to the toilet. You see the pic, like, still a taxi. Sometimes I'll Who sit down and try, like, what are you telling the girls then? <laughs> um, Which group chat did yeah. you write on? That's cute. And uh, so I got my phone out and a minute before, my sister had texted me. And so like the timing was perfect. Very fortunate. She texted me and said, what are you up to this evening? Because our mum, who doesn't live in London, was visiting. She was like, oh, me. And they were going, they were meeting in central London. They are going to a ballet show, having dinner. And then she was staying at my sister. She was like, me and mum are just done. We're thinking of going to a nightcap. If you want to come and surprise her, she'd really like it. We're going to unwind in tooting. 
And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like, I'm on a first date. I cannot have my mum and sister turn up no. to the same wine bar. She'd think you'd planned and this, it. And this is the thing. My sister does live in Teeting, but I knew she was going to be in central London. And she and my mum never go for a nightcap after they've been on a night out. Yeah. N- night out after they've been to the... <laughs> To the, ballet. the ballet. So I was like, minimal, <laughs> minimal risk. It was a really nice bar. And also, of all, like, there's loads of pubs and bars in Teeting, of all of them to choose there. I was like, texting, she's like, you cannot come here, you cannot come here. Tried calling her seven times. No. But she'd clearly, thankfully, sent that as they were getting on the tube in Central. So, like, when the WhatsApps mm. weren't delivering, I was like, right, she'll be on, she'll be on the tube. But I sent her loads of texts, like, I'll, I don't mind telling my sister, I have to, I was like, I'm on a date, divert, divert, divert. Um, it's like, you, you cannot come. To the point where the girl I'm on the date with has then come back to the table and seen me like on the phone, then I've like put it down straight yeah, away. She's like, you- oh, is everything okay? I was like, oh yeah, I just got, got a weird text from my sister. I'm like, I can't, can't tell her that my mum and sister might be joining us imminently. <laughs> And then she was so sweet about it. She's like, oh, is she okay? Like, go and call her if you need. And I'm like, oh, no. I felt bad. I had to be like, yeah, do you mind? Like, the signal's not great in here. Thinking I could go to the entrance and, like, maybe intercept and, like, push them away. <laughs> Sent her, like, three more messages. Like, please don't come here. Like, try calling a few more times. Like, look, I've done everything I can. Yeah. We're just going to have to wait and see. Came back. She's like, is everything okay? I was like, oh, do you just mind if I just leave my phone on the table just for five minutes until I get a text back? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. That's fine. Like, make sure she gets home or whatever again being really sweet thankfully I see like a text from my sister come up she's like oh my gosh that's so funny I am gonna have to tell mum but that's fine we won't come so I was like honestly I don't care tell her whatever you need to just do not come here (laughs) and then I saw them for brunch the next day and my mum is not subtle about these things literally as soon as I saw she's like hello how are you and I was like right let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way (laughs) ask whatever you want to ask I'll give you two minutes and then we can move on and she's like Oh, don't be silly. If we'd have walked in and seen that, we wouldn't have done anything. We would have walked straight past. I was like, that is bullshit. Yeah. And my sister was like, to be fair, I wouldn't even have thought that you're on a date. I just thought you were with a friend and we would like, probably would have come and sat down next yeah. to you. And I was like, yeah, absolutely not. That's what I was thinking. I think my family would have just been like, oh, it's clearly just like a friend. So they would have just been like, hi. Like, <laughs> I don't think they would have but like thought, oh, date. I definitely heard one for seeing it and then diverting as opposed to thinking we could just sabotage him massively here. Mm. But. Yeah. Although it does go with your recommendation if you should introduce somebody to your family early doors. Was it a first date? It was a first date, so I feel it was too early. It did say three to five. (laughs) Not one. And you should also probably know it shouldn't be a shark. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a bit intense. When you're a bottle and a half of wine deep as well, it was Mm. a bit risky. Did you go on a second date with that girl? We did, yeah. And I did did tell her on the second date. That's good. She Um, wanted to actually like And she found it funny, but her reaction was like, oh, I was a bit drunk at that point. I probably would have said, yeah, you should come and join. So I was like, that would have been my worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, Is your mum one one of those mums that like loves finding out about your dating life? She does. And I think she loved that in particular because I just don't tell her about it. More Mm. because I think... So she and my dad have been married for 35 years and the the story of how they met is really cute, but they just don't understand dating in 2022 and how you go about meeting people and that can be very like... How to be exclusive without being official. Yeah, all these different things. The grey area. And like, if I do ever tell her about a date I've been on she then asks me loads of questions which I can put up with that but it's more if it then doesn't work out she gets more upset than I do and I just don't have the heart to be like oh. regularly telling her no it didn't work out she wasn't she wasn't interested or whatever so I don't want her to be upset for me but it then oh. means and my sisters are very good they will I'll tell them a lot because they find it funny 
but they won't tell her anything. They're like, if you want to know, ask him. And she knows she's not going to get anything from me. But now it means that she's started going down other avenues. So we were, we were at my best mate's wedding last summer and they were invited as well loads of my good friends. And she was like, literally going around them one by one. Like, can you tell me about <laughs> dating after going to their girlfriends? Like, have you got any nice friends for him? Just oh, like... <laughs> so God forbid, I'll actually send her a link to this because I don't think she can. Yeah, no, she... Well, now she features. She's got a little shout-out if she does listen. <laughs> okay, what is your most irrational fear? Other than your mum finding out about you. <laughs> yeah. My instant one would be to say snakes, but I think that's a very rational fear just because they're horrible animals yeah. that can kill you. Irrationally, and I think this is a sign that I've grown up in a household with two older sisters, walking up the stairs with somebody behind me. Hate it. What? Because we'd do it like... You'd walk up the stairs and you'd like hit their heel and trip them over or you'd like pinch them as you're walking up the stairs oh, so like okay. na- even now as a 27 year old man when I'm at home if like my sisters or anyone in my family is behind me I will run up the stairs and that's just never left me like at work it can be a colleague behind me and tell you I'll be like it's fine just walk normally <laughs> walk at a suitable pace I've got long enough legs where it doesn't look weird if I take two at a time so that's yeah. fine but anything else than that I just need to you need your space yeah. on the stairs yeah. <laughs> that's funny I've never thought of that that's why I was a bit confused I was like, why? I mean, if one of my colleagues then does run up the stairs behind me and pinch my bum, I think we've got bigger issues at hand. That's so true. I mean, I've fallen up the stairs a lot, but it's normally just because I'm clumsy. Not because someone's, like, touched me. Grabbed your foot and pulled your back, yeah. That's really dangerous. It is. I agree. I've just realised why I would never have done that at home. We have wooden stairs. Ah. I'm guessing yours were carpet. Carpeted, always. That wouldn't have stopped them. (laughs) They were really mean, these wooden stairs. Another irrational fear, actually, on the stair thing, falling over on the escalator. I've never seen it happen either. Neither. I I think think maybe people just like subconsciously are so tuned into how sharp the edges are. Yeah. They just look after one another. I've never fallen up an escalator, I don't think. No. And I do it on the stairs a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Especially at work. <laughs> My colleagues are listening. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm so clumsy. <laughs> Working from home was a real bonus for me because nobody would see you fall up the stairs. There's no stairs here. Well, exactly. <laughs> no. well, risky. Whenever you leave. <laughs> when I leave my basement flat. Oh, dear. But yeah, that's a good one. Original. Thank you. Not one I thought of before. Okay. Leave me a one-word review of yourself. I'd say adaptable. Okay. So That's fun. I think I'm very good at adapting to my surroundings socially. So I've got a wide variety of friends. So like my friends mm. from school and uni are very different to like my friends from work or things like that. And so I find that I can generally find common ground with most people and get on with them. Um, and also done like such a wide variety of jobs. I've always managed to like make friends with people there and also some of the situations we do find ourselves in at work cause you to like just take a breath think about how you want to deal with it and adapt to the situation but yeah socially I think that it means I'm then really comfortable like if I go to a friend's birthday and I only know the friend for example Mm. like I'm more than comfortable like walking into a pub or a restaurant where I sit down I might not know the person next to me but just sort of cracking on with a conversation I think yeah that's cool means that it's good skill i'd say i have similar to be fair sometimes i think i'm better with strangers than i am people i know it's a bit of a weird thing to say yeah no i agree and suddenly a real realization i had recently which is great i'm really lucky i've got some unbelievable friends 
to the point where it's like, I'm very comfortable with the number of friends yes. I have in my life. I always say I've got yeah. too many now. Yeah, if anything, I need to cut a few out. But not <laughs> <laughs> like culling. No, I say it a lot now. I'm like, I don't need any new friends. If but, someone's too keen with me, I'm like, no, no, you need to calm down. But it also means any social situation I go into now, when it's new people, it's like a free hit. Like, you can just be, be yourself yeah. so much earlier. It's like, if you don't like me, I don't mind. And like, if you're amazing and I want to be mates with you, you can always make room for yeah, new people. Yeah. But I don't need to. And I'm never going to say anything so rude to somebody that I'm going to offend them or mm. that the contact that I've met them through. So like if I go to a friend's work drinks or whatever, I'm not going to do something to get them fired. But I can talk to their colleagues and just be really chilled out. Yeah, about yourself. Yeah, that's where it came from. I think I'm better with strangers. And maybe it's just because I'm so comfortable. I'm not trying to please people. I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, like impress people. I'm literally just so myself. And I get it all the time. They're like, whoa, you need to stop. Maybe stop being <laughs> so much of yourself. But yeah, that's a cool way to think about it. Yeah, that's really nice. It's so liberating. Mm. So was there any other adaptable? Yeah, I'd say just yeah to my surroundings in general. And I'd say I'm hard to shock, but in terms of I can then adapt to... Uh, yeah. Like, no, I know what you mean. Is in like, if I break really big news to you, yeah. you won't like dramatise it. You'll like process it well. And I think I can also do like very quickly switch from like having a laugh and a joke with somebody. And then if the next thing they say is something really intense... I don't need to, like, go through the gears. I can go from, like, 0 to 100, but then, like, have a joke again straight away back to 0 mm. again. So, like, adapt to whatever nice. it is that I need to be. Love that. Little chameleon. I'm interested by this one. What are your shower thoughts? So, my general day-to-day shower thoughts are mm. pretty mundane. Is it a hair wash day or not? <laughs> Things like that. What am I singing today? But I recently, and this is one that's really stuck out, had a shower at work because I'd played football just before and showered when I got there. And the showers in the office I was in are communal male showers Mm. and they're really weirdly set up. (laughs) So most, well, it might, I don't know what it's like in women's changing rooms, but a lot of men's like sports changing rooms. So it will be communal showers, Mm. but sometimes it might be cubicles or it'll be like, it might be a line of showers that are all very open. Open, but the shower heads will all be facing like out yeah i see i see so but in this one there are two showers two shower heads that face each other like two toilet cubicles but they face each other why but there's nothing in the middle oh so i just i really need a shower because i've just played football for over an hour i'm really sweaty i need to go to work for nine hours i'm now in this shower thinking right i really don't want anybody to walk in because not only are they very open but like if anybody then needs to get the other shower we'll have to face each other and then my other option was oh maybe i could just face into the shower head they're really low and or they were like head height so i was basically i've got the option of waterboarding yourself waterboarding myself yeah literally (laughs) i was like is it worth waterboarding myself or do I risk somebody coming in so I'm then spending the shower just like, I've got to be really quick I'll go get through everything as fast as possible is it a hair wash day shit yes it is I've just played sport that adds an extra two minutes while I'm doing it somebody comes in oh. that is not my line manager but is supervisor level in the office that I work in and he instead of like he could have judged the level I was at with my shower and thought he's not going to be long yeah. instead he immediately starts to like strip off and gets in the shower so I had like it wasn't long at all because I was like, I'm just getting out of here as far as I can. For about 25 seconds of us, about as close as we are now, about three feet apart, facing each other, fully naked, showering. And so my shower thought this time was, this is the worst shower oh, I've ever had. you probably didn't know where to look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just an eye level. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like maybe that was a design flaw in the, in the sense Massive. that... Massive. And they think that guys 
face inwards. Like I've had a lot of guys say they face the wall when they yeah. shower. Like, which I think that's bizarre. No, I always and I out. think in maybe in a women's shower they wouldn't do that because they'd assume that you tip your head back, you know, mm. like, and then you'd be even further forward. <laughs> All they need to do to counteract this, even if it's just a pane of frosted glass. Yeah, just a screen. Something. Yeah. But no, it's so open. And there's only two showers in the whole like the whole room. There, so I've since found out that there's a different one on a on a floor above that I think is just one. But I've put off using it since. So it's to the extent hard, where yeah. I went to a different police station to shower because I knew the showers no. there were cubicles. So I had to leave football early and got to work like I was very tight for time just because I didn't want to risk. <laughs> A supervisor. supervisor coming in. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, he he works at the same time as me and he cycles in. So he showers every day. Right. And clearly it doesn't bother yeah. him. Yeah, I say so Craig is uh, Craig, Craig's comfortable with it. <laughs> okay. Best erect time. Oh, I'm nervous about this. I know you are. <laughs> I really don't know why. I would love this section if it was me. <laughs> I can do one. I can send a little voice note into the podcast about how great you are if you want. Yeah, I'd love that. I was waiting for someone to suggest that. <laughs> Imagine you came to the recording being like, I've got one for you. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be jokes. I'd love that. Are you ready? Yeah. I started off doing this, trying to think about how I could be funny, but that's just not in my repertoire. So instead, I'm going to have a stab at being uh, sincere about why you should date my friend. Well, first of all, he's basically the nicest bloke you could ever hope to meet. He's an incredible friend. And from what I've heard, a gentle lover um anyway more importantly um he also has an incredible rig he looks great in uniform uh but he is also the best friend anyone could hope to ask uh he knows his way around clapham like the back of his hand so any ladies who like a date in that area then i hit him up but yeah in all honesty he is just one of the most lovely incredible blokes you could possibly hope to meet and i'm very lucky that i get to call him my best friend so thank you mate oh that's really sweet i definitely have a few beers (laughs) he's so cute oh can you send that to me yeah obviously it's really nice i also love the gentle lover (laughs) i mean you probably probably didn't want to talk about that but (laughs) when i first heard that i laughed out loud so much just came out of nowhere yeah it really did also, do you think he has such a good radio voice? He does. I really was. I was like, wow, is this like Roman Ken? <laughs> he does. He's me? got a great voice. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he's married, so no. he won't be able to come on the podcast yeah. anytime soon. But sometimes I do get requests. Actually, people are like, oh, is the best direct person single though? <laughs> That's good though, because I was worried because I've already I did his. I was one of his best men. Uh-huh. So I think the fact that we were quite nice to him in the best man speech is that's good karma rolled yeah. around and that he's not used that to get revenge on me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I love how he said he tried to make it funny as also, well. Also, honesty. He, he's really funny, so he definitely could have, but I think he maybe just would have chewed me out a bit too much. Yeah, maybe. Okay, final section. This or that. You know how this game works? I do. <laughs> I'll try and be snappy. Okay, fake or real plants? Real. Are you good at keeping them alive? I've got this really good app, Planter, P-L-A-N-T-A. Really good. You put your plants in, it sends you notifications when it needs to be watered. I need that. Saved me and my plants. Yeah, mine are like all dead. Peace lilies, quite um, quite needy. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're really tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Easy. Would you rather explore space or the ocean? Oh, that is hard. Space. 
Yeah. I would love to see Earth from space. Yeah, me too. Oh, do you want to hear something really cool? Uh-huh. Always. If you go up to space now and took a photo of Earth and you were by yourself in space, whatever, you would be the only person in the world that's ever lived that's not in that photo. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's quite cool. That is cool. Yeah. You'd be like missing from but the photo. everyone else that's ever lived is in that photo. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. Good thought. It's a shower That's a good thought. shower thought. Yeah, yeah that is not, a good shower thought. Oh, is Craig going to walk in in a minute? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather put a stop to war or end world hunger? That's really hard. I'd say hunger. Yeah. Might be less war because people wouldn't be hangry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or, but, but then maybe do like a lot of food shortages. The wars are expensive. Wars. Yeah. I think, be, like, I think I'd go hungry because there's people in countries where there aren't war who are hungry that mm. you could help. Whereas there's people in countries where there are war and there's war and there's hunger. Yeah. So it's like you're helping a wider number of people straight away. True. true and then true, we can focus true. on the war. Yeah. We can get to that later. Would you rather go to a movie or to dinner alone? So I've done both. I would say I'd rather go to the cinema and would do that more regularly Mm. than dinner. But I don't have an issue with either. Yeah, fine. I learned a good thing about cinema by yourself. I have done both by myself as well because I did a thing. It was my first time living alone in London and I just needed to be better at being by myself. And so I found this thing online where it was like steps of how to be (laughs) good alone, which sounds really lame, but whatever. I did it. I thought I needed to do it. So the top level was going to a bar by yourself, which was really intimidating. Don't enjoy it. Yeah, it was just really uncomfortable. And they gave you tips like speak to the bar person. If I go to a bar by myself, I'm not going to meet people. I'm going as a time filler yeah on the lower levels you probably will want to keep doing this because it's enjoyable was cinema because apparently subconsciously you think about what the other person is thinking about the film a good Mm. film for me is disney because i love disney but i know most adults don't really enjoy it so i like to go alone because i know that i'm not thinking like oh are they finding this cringy or weird what i find is good actually to do like i would do it with someone else but i have no issue doing it alone is a museum because then you can just Mm. like go through it your own pace so i love to go the Natural History Museum and I'll go quite regularly just by myself just because I really like it I never thought of that because sometimes you do get a bit annoyed because they want to like yeah. stop at something that you're not really interested in an art gallery like, and then you kind of like wander off and you're not really together anyway because you're like yeah. looking at something else yeah I went to an art gallery on a date actually and it was it was an awful gallery but she was really into it and I'm just having to stare at like art that frankly I judge how good I think an exhibition is mm. based on what percentage of the art in that room or in that exhibition I think I could do so at the National Portrait Gallery I can comfortably go around there nowhere None of near these. whereas here I was looking at things thinking well, I could do that. give me an hour in, a, in an art studio I'd knock that out <laughs> I got an exact replica yeah. yeah fair I do struggle and it's like I think there's one called blue and it's just like literally a canvas of a new shade of blue that's it great yeah well you're right like fine art I find really impressive yeah hinge or bumble hinge oh that was fast yeah Go on, tell me why. As dating apps go, tried a few. Hinge, I, I do like it. I think it's set up more towards what I place emphasis on and what I want. So I feel it's more there for people who want to date as opposed to just hook up or whatever. And I always feel like it gives you a better insight into somebody's personality. Mm. I get that Bumble's whole USP is like women message first so I don't mind that even if it needs to be boring the thing that annoys me is the, the time limit yeah the 24 hours because sometimes I have really busy 24 hours where I don't yeah. even think about 
go with apps. dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. Maybe they need to extend it yeah. for like age categories. Could be a good suggestion for them. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like over 25. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe when you sign up, you can be like, how busy are you? <laughs> I'll tell you what was a <laughs> really a scale. Um, sad realisation recently. So talked about Thursday quite a bit. Big mm. fan of that, actually. Rate it. They do obviously all their events and they do ones that like have a minimum age. Oh. And I was scrolling through because I was going to go with some friends and go, oh, where should we go? I'm on uh, through. And I thought it was plus 35. And I was like, oh, no, that's for like the older crowd. Had a little closer look and I was like, it's plus 25. And I was like, oh, wow, I comfortably fall into that. I'm quite old. It's now gone down to plus 21. And I'm thinking... So like, that's the lowest of how many? How many 18 to 21-year-olds are going on these yeah. Thursday nights out? Whereas now I'm like, well, maybe I should be getting to, to like an age-specific one. But. Yeah. That's interesting because a few of my friends have said that when they go to the bigger venues, it's a lot of young people and they do feel a bit old because they're similar. They're yeah. like late 20s. But then one of my other friends went to the Little Blue Door in Fulham. Yeah. And she said it's started off feeling a bit young but then as the night went on it was like a lot of people like older but late 20s so I feel like you have to pick your venue mm. and then that will help with the age thing because they also picked over 21 but then we were like hang on we're like 26 that's yeah. actually <laughs> for good five years yeah yeah, maybe they do need like a plus, don't know. I think 25 is probably yeah, 25. right. But I just you're in a job then. automatically was thinking, oh, I'll be plus Most 35 people. and just scrolled straight past it. But yeah. that's actually the one that's for me. But <laughs> really rate them and what they're doing. It's a good setup. They're I a fun Insta follower as well, actually. Yeah, they do. They, they are good. good content. And that concludes the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Do you have any final words? Focus a lot more on what Charlie said about me than what I said about me. <laughs> That's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. In all seriousness. <laughs> if you think you would like to date this character, you know the drill. Head to the Instagram at Single Sounds and shoot a message. And that's it. I hope you have a great week, guys, and see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>